Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Morale is high. We're on our new home, Peacock. Great folks at NBC. And uh, those watching on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show, you have the rest of this week. Make that transition over to Peacock. And I gave you a tutorial. Mario put it together, and it's up on the website just to show you how easy it is to go from uh, YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show to Peacock to join us, our new TV home. We have uh, great radio affiliates. They've been with us since day one, 362 affiliates around the world. We say good morning to them. Also, Chat Row. We got a poll question. I believe we have a poll question, McLevin. Yeah, I did today. Who's coming out of the West to start to see if there was any movement? Lakers are still one. Clippers are still strong number two with the Mavs third, followed by the Jazz and the Rockets. I'm surprised that the Clippers could be a strong two if the Mavs are three. Yeah, well, what about the Jazz and uh, the, the Rockets? They're yeah. in play too, aren't they? Yeah, of course they are. Once you get Westbrook back and, you know, Oklahoma City – Trying to put up a fight here, but you get Westbrook back, he'll be rested, you hope, and you'd be ready to go into battle there. Uh, round two, yeah, McLeod. How about a poll question? Who scores the most points if the Mavs win the series? If you have Luka, Harden, and Donovan Mitchell all playing, mm. aren't they all going to go for like 45 a game? Yeah, scoring is up the highest in the postseason in the last 35 years. Yeah, Paul. It feels like nobody buys into the Rockets until they get to the finals because they we've seen it in the past four years in the regular season. They're a hard team, team to buy into, as make it as a promise line. Well, you have this small ball there, and you're still not sure if it works. Like it, it's a it's an entertaining offense. It's gimmicky. It's entertaining. Is it sustainable for seven games in a series? Can you win four times with that? And that's always been the knock because they're just not consistent enough. Where 
Like, even if they have a bad night, can they still win? Can they have a bad night, still win against a good team? That'll be the challenge for the Rockets. Luka ties the series at two games apiece, and we love to do this. And I'm right there front and center. We love to offer comps when it comes to players. And we've been trying to do this with uh, Luka Doncic. And every time you say Larry Bird, people say, easy there, slow your roll. Well, here's Luka's head coach, Rick Carlisle, who played with Larry Bird in Boston. I mentioned Kidd and Bird. I mean, I, th- I think both those guys, you know, just are, are from the same fabric competitively and in terms of their will to win and, and their their resourcefulness to find ways to impact the game in, in, in unique forms. You know, it's, it's not just about putting the ball in the basket. It's about giving teammates confidence. And he does. You give your teammates confidence when you hit the game winner with somebody in your face and it's a three-pointer and you tie this series at two games apiece. They could easily be up three games to one. And I thought that they were more dangerous to the Clippers than the Blazers were to the Lakers. But, you know, as, as you move forward here, I don't know if Porzingis is going to play in game five. Probably a game-time decision. Can you ask Luka to do this again? And what kind of defensive philosophy changes for the Clippers here is Doc Rivers talking about the difference between Dallas and the Clippers yesterday. Give Dallas credit. They could have threw it in. We'll get up 21. They're, they're minus Przingis, but they didn't. They just stayed in the game. And you can see the difference in the spirits. Like, they make a run and everybody's excited. They make a run on us and, and, and we don't. We cave in. So that's on all of us. Me too. I got to get our guys right. Lucas said that his... Uh, Historic triple-double game winner was something special. This is what he had to say post-game. I was just trying to make it, you know. I can't explain the emotions I had, you know. Not only when it go, when it, the ball goes in, uh, when I see the whole team, like, running towards me, uh, that was something special. Uh, one of the best feelings I ever had as a player. And it's just something special, man. This team is something special. Once again, he's 21 years of age. So they tie the series at two games apiece. The Celtics sweep the 76ers. The Raptors sweep the Nets. Uh, There's been reports. There's another report this morning by The Athletic that the Nets might be interested or are interested in Greg Popovich. I don't know if they've contacted him. I don't know if they've had discussions here. Now that the season ends, you can have those discussions, I guess, unless you're going to have to ask permission from the San Antonio Spurs, I would think. But this has been out there for about a month that Popovich maybe would be interested in any change of scenery to take over the Brooklyn Nets. And with that talent there, and they showed talent, but they showed a lot more than that. They showed a, a willingness to compete, something we did not see from the 76ers as they uh, bow out. And uh, don't you dare ask Joel Embiid a a question about what went wrong. This is his post-game comments. What do you think the issue is with this team? I mean, do you think it's the way it's built? Do you think it's coaching? Do you think it's the bad luck with the injuries, all of the above? What would you say the issue is? Because, you know, like Brett may... That's a a very stupid question. There's no issue. We're good. We just didn't win. Uh, We came out. We couldn't make shots the whole series. I mean, like, it's frustrating. You know, I felt like everybody played hard. Uh, we tried. Uh, you just shots that just didn't fall. And then at times, uh, defense was not good. All right, it's not a stupid question. It's uh, poorly phrased, but it's not a stupid question. And Joel Embiid, as the leader of this team, 
or you're hoping he's the leader of this team, should have answers here. But this is different. You know, you didn't get one game here. When you get swept four games, I know you're without Ben Simmons. I look at the Brooklyn Nets. They never gave up. And they were without KD and Kyrie. So no excuses here. You play hard. Not expecting you to win, but body language, horrible with the Sixers. And Brett Brown is going to pay the price as the head coach here. You got the Jazz up 3-1 on the Nuggets, Heat up 3-0 on the Pacers, Lakers up 2-1 on the Blazers. They play tonight, and Rockets up 2-1 on the Thunder. Uh, so you got Pacers, Heat, Rockets, Thunder, Bucks, Magic, Lakers, Blazers. That's coming up tonight. The 76ers launched into the controversial team-building strategy. That was back in 2013. 2013, when the former GM Sam Hinkie took over and took them to the next level. Tanking, that is. It became the process. So he got rid of good players, went young, collected draft picks, and the most notable aspect of the process was losing. All along, the team sold a bigger picture to its fans. Suffer now, win big later. The 76ers got the plan right, at least half right. They lost a lot of games. But transforming into a champion wasn't that simple. And the Sixers just got swept by the Celtics. Another early exit in the playoffs. Now, you got some young stars in Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Who knows if they can play together? They made a lot of mistakes here. And, uh, of course, they traded up. So uh, they could have gotten Jason Tatum. Instead, they uh, went up and got Markel Fultz. The results have been disappointing. Now... What is part of the process, this next step for this team? What do they do next? Can you keep one? I would keep both. Whatever coach comes in would probably want to have two guys with the potential to be Hall of Famers in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I just don't know the mental makeup of these players because that says a lot about how great they want to be. Embiid can be great. I don't know if he has designs on being great. And Ben Simmons, this might be as good as he's going to get. I don't know. Now, he he plays both ends. He's a talented player, but, you know, he's limited. And then Joel Embiid is not the guy I want leading me. Entertaining me is one thing, but not being the leader of my team because I don't know if he's capable of doing that. But they've got some questions there, and I don't know if they have the answers because the process has been processed. Yes, McLevin. It's not Sam Hinkie's fault. He set everything up perfectly. They just didn't draft Tatum. They would have been, you know, that was the next, they fired him at 16 halfway through. Yeah, I know. Brian Colangelo screwed this whole thing up, and then they paid Tobias Harris. I know. Who you actually like. And Al Horford. I did like Tobias Harris with the Clippers. Yeah. I think you get there, and it just felt like there were a lot of personalities. And there, there was never that, boy, I feel pretty confident that... If it goes bad, then who's going to be your leader? And they brought in Al Horford. So you get an aging Al Horford, and you pay $100 million to come in and be your clubhouse leader. And, you know, J.J. Redick, you let him go. I saw where the Pelicans may be trying to put Lonzo Ball uh, up for trade. I, I had high hopes for Lonzo. And then he gets to the bubble, and then David Aldridge had to report that he had checked out, that Lonzo really didn't want to be there, and he played like that. Um, you know, you're going to ship him to another team there? He's got talent. He does. But 
Yeah. I don't know if he's got heart. I don't know if he wants to play. He wants to, you know, be great. I mean, that separates these guys. They all have talent. It's who wants to be great every night and the sacrifice that goes along with that. And a lot of these guys want to be great, want to tell you they're great. Uh, hey, look at all the followers I have on Instagram. I, go out there and be great now. In the postseason, be great now. Want it now. Like Damian Lillard wants to be great. Wants it. Chip on his shoulder. Takes the court every single night like that. That's what I want. I want you to prove it every single night. Instead of you go out there and you're entitled. Because the 76ers played entitled. And it showed. Caleb in Oregon joins us as we uh, offer you the opportunity to give us your best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Caleb, good morning. Good morning, Dan. Uh, worst of the weekend was uh, uh, getting uh, really bad food poisoning for about two days, um, which was about a representation about how my Blazers played both game two and three. And uh, best of the weekend was having an amazing wife to take care of me and the newborn. <laughs> so she was dealing with two babies. Um, and then I had a question. Uh, when my child was born, I was wearing my Tampa Bay shirt. And so on the month anniversary, I was wearing my Gronkineer shirt. Which shirt do you think I should order for the for next month on the 15th? Well, hmm. what shirt should we uh, have Caleb? How about, well, there's the Cam Chowder is pretty good. Yeah, see. Still, I'm trying my best. There might be some. The, the Mario one? Yeah. I, I do like, I laugh every time I see Mario <laughs> wearing a T-shirt. That sums up his inability to do anything well. I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. Just cut me some slack. Uh, we have a the new Aaron Rodgers T-shirt. Oh, last call. Yes, where he said that he was drinking heavily on the night of the draft, and so we thought, why not just have a 12 and then put last call and have it the Aaron Rodgers T-shirt. By the way, on this day a year ago, I think started the craziest year in sports. I'll have that for you coming up. A couple more phone calls. Uh, Andrew in North, Car uh, North Dakota. Andrew, welcome to the program. Good morning, fellas. 6-2-2-10. Uh, best of the week was obviously Luca. I, I just, the Mavs, I did not think was going to pull it off, especially without Kristaps. The worst of the weekend was probably the uh, Montrez Harrell comments. That's a deeper discussion for a much later time, but um, I have to chastise uh, McLovin. Please, I, I, I'm a nice guy, and I don't want to chastise you too much, but I, I just I, I don't like your analysis of basketball players for months now because you think James Harden is a great player, and he's a really, really, really good player, but greatness doesn't I'll, – I'll give a perfect historical comparative. Adrian Dantley was James Harden. Adrian Dantley, if he would have grown up in the three-point line era – he would have learned to shoot the three. If you watched Adrian Dantley, he would pump fake, jab step, jab step, pump fake, and he would get to the line and take forever at the line. I played basketball at a high level. It's... When another one of my teammates is constantly having the ball, whether he's scoring or not, and you don't see that ball, it just bitterness just seeps in gently, and it, it you can't win a, as a team like that. All right, well, thank and Andrew, thank you, Andrew. Uh, let me go to our Andrew. Uh, would you like to respond? 
I didn't know I was a James Harden guy. That's awesome. I've all, but uh, you know, the Rockets did take a, one of the best teams in NBA history to seven games in the West Finals. Well, I have been a big proponent of Harden with his, his ability to score. That he is at he's unstoppable. And we've had other people. Charles Barkley is the one who's been on the uh, the uh, campaign here with James Harden, the most unstoppable offensive player he's ever seen. I don't know if this translates to any success in the playoffs. And you're starting to get that feeling with James Harden that it won't. And he's going to be he'll have one of those careers where you go, gosh, he scored a lot of points. And that's all he did. He scored a lot of points, and he won an MVP. Yeah, McClellan. But they ran into the Warriors. That was their only. They would have won two titles if if yeah. Durant didn't join the Warriors. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, huh? maybe. But you're the Harden guy, not me. I yeah. By the way, I. Uh, oh, I don't I, want him on my team. Can I be the Luca guy now? No, you're not. Up? No, no, no. Can I ask a question about Luca? You just did. How come he's such a good rebounder and such a good dribbler? Like he's an animal on the glass. You kind of have to want to be a rebounder. I can't. You. Guys who rebound well want to rebound. It's not a glamorous stat. Rod, it, Rodman made it glamorous, but that was the only way that you well, you singled him out because of his hair, but he rebounded. That was all he did with the Bulls. He wasn't a great defender with the Bulls. He was with the Pistons, but Luka prides himself in doing all of those. I don't know if he goes out like Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook went after a triple-double. I don't know if Luca goes, boy, I got to get, how many rebounds do I have? Oh, you got nine. Okay, I have to get one more. Because he blows right by those numbers. It's not like he goes, you know, 23, 10, and 10. You know, he's going 43, 17, 13. So it's different there. But I don't know how you got lumped in there with James Harden. Yeah, you and Charles are like national voices. I think he's unstoppable. I think I think him with this rest. And Adrian Dantley, if uh, those of you who are old enough to remember Adrian Dantley, Adrian Dantley could not shoot a jump shot. Adrian Dantley did do head fakes uh, going back to when he was a freshman at Notre Dame when they upset UCLA with Bill Walton. He was a great player, but it felt like you knew exactly what you were getting with Adrian Dantley. And uh, he put up numbers. Yes, McLove. I'm an Alex English guy, right? Yeah, that, great score. Guys like that, would they dominate today? Those 70s, Trapuca, Alex English, Kiki? Well, they would be, sh- they're mid-range jump shooters. Um, you know, a guy like Dan Issel, who played center for the Nuggets, would be great now. Because Issel could shoot. For a big man, he could shoot. Uh, you know, but they Alex English was just a one. I don't think you can accidentally score 26,000 points or whatever he has. Like, he he was a guy that he just didn't do anything other than that, and he did that really well. It just didn't translate into success. That's why you can get 35 a night, and you don't win. You can get 22 a night and win, and you'll be singled out because you got – Tim Duncan got singled out because he would give you 20, 22 and 10. Now, he had a really good team around him, but but he understood how to blend in with that team. Allow those players to be great. Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, when Kawhi came in, you know, to be there with David Robinson. You know, that you get recognized because you win. You can be a highlight. Jordan understood this. Took him a while. He finally asked himself, you just want to, lead the league in scoring, average 35, and be a highlight reel and sell shoes, or do you want to be the greatest of all time? And he said, I want to be the greatest of all time. 
took less money, made sure they brought in players, got Rodman. Uh, Pippen was there. Tony Kukoc came in. Mike understood. This is how you become the greatest of all time. Bill Russell. No? What's the most he ever averaged? 18? 19? It didn't matter. Did you win? That's all that matters. What's the most Magic Johnson ever averaged? How many times did Magic average 20? Not many. Reggie Miller didn't average uh, 20 too many times. Now, he didn't win, but he took his team to the NBA Finals. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Magic was like a 18-5 for most of his career, but he'd average 11, 12, 13 assists. Yeah. He had a couple years where he averaged uh, 23 points a game, Magic, mid midway through his career. Yeah. All right, I, I'm going to blow your mind when we come back just because it's a one-year anniversary of something that I think really got the, the ball rolling, even before the pandemic, that when it came to the craziest sports year of all time, we already had built up a big head of steam. That snowball was really big before we got to the pandemic, but uh, I'll have that for you coming up. Also, our best and worst of the weekend, and uh, the great Al Michaels will join us in an hour from now. The NFL had a situation and false positives. Had this happened during the regular season, you would have had a team that probably wouldn't have been able to field a team that they might have had to forfeit because of these false positives. And it's a it's a nice dress rehearsal for the NFL, but we'll talk to Al Michaels about that. 21 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like... A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place.
Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because hmm. then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly... I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that... Summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year. Be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Make sure you go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car or truck will ever need. Rockauto.com. Family business founded by automotive engineers in 1999. Two goals in mind. First, giving you direct access to all the parts information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. And second, making the parts affordable. They offer reliably low prices. Can't say enough great things about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com, all the part brands, prices, features you want anytime. They're available 24-7. If you've been told dealer only or no longer available, check RockAuto.com. They're directly right, uh, delivered directly to your home or office. You don't waste time and money. Phoning, driving, waiting in lines. And make sure you tell them we sent you. Right, Dan Patrick in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. All the parts your car or truck will ever need at RockAuto.com. By the way, Adrian Dantley made seven career three-pointers. He is not James Harden. Um, Paulie has a quick who's, who's, do you have any theme music for who's stats? Who's stats? Who's stats? Would you want? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Who's stats? Who's stats? Would you want? Dan's still adding it up if we have some filler music. Okay. I want your stats. And I need just a little more time. Okay. <laughs> sets. All I really want is sets. 
In the morning tide sets Cause the evenings are for girls Okay so, so the evenings are for stats, girls. Stats, okay. stats, Dan, whose second year NBA stats would you want? This is their second season in the NBA, both about 20-ish years old. Okay. Player one, 27 points per game, seven rebounds, seven assists, two steals, 35% from three, 42 minutes a game. 42 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Player two, 29 points per game, nine rebounds, nine assists, one steal, 32% from three, playing only 34 minutes per game. Who is who? who? Player one, Dan? Player one, LeBron. That's correct. Player two, Luca. That's correct. All right. That's some serious stuff. Yeah, it is. No matter. You, you know what they say? Well, you can't compare to LeBron James yet. Why can't you? I know his accomplishments aren't near, but at the same stage. And that's the point I always make when people go, stop comparing him to Larry Bird. And I said he's better than Larry Bird at age 21. Larry was in college at Indiana State. And Luca is doing this in the NBA. So, yes, he is better at Larry at, uh, than Larry at 21. Just like I thought Larry was better at age 30 than LeBron was. And then Larry's health went down after that. And then LeBron blew right by him. But Luca is better than Larry at age 21. And you could make a case he's better than LeBron at age 21. What were Larry's second-year stats? Larry Bird was 24 his second year in the NBA. He averaged uh, 22 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, and 2 steals. Not really much of a 3-point shooter yet at that point in his career, percentage-wise, but in no volume. And he averaged about 40 minutes a game. It was on this day a year ago. Andrew Luck retired. So, remember, that was a preseason game. He's on the sidelines. Adam Schefter's at a wedding reception. He gets word that Luck is going to retire, and then I was told he was going to retire on Sunday. So it was a Saturday night. Andrew Luck's on the sidelines. Fans started booing him that he decided that he just didn't want to play anymore. And they got him out, and he was going to announce, you know, make his announcement, and his family was going to be there on Sunday. So you have that. Tom Brady then decides he doesn't want to play in New England and goes to Tampa Bay. Antonio Brown is completely out of football. Philip Rivers becomes a Colt. Philip Rivers, I think, joins us on the program tomorrow. Teddy Bridgewater goes to the Panthers. Cam Newton leaves the Panthers. And he goes to the Patriots. Joe Burrow would be the number one pick. Lamar Jackson would be the NFL MVP. The Packers would take a quarterback in the first round of the draft. What a crazy year in the NFL. And, and those are just the top stories in the NFL. Everything else that has happened here during the pandemic, all of the stories, what's been shut down, kept alive, the bubble, what's going to happen with the NFL, college football. There is a groundswell of support in the Big Ten to play football. And this, what happened was the presidents voted on this And the athletic directors and coaches, I don't know if they had much of a say-so in this with the Big Ten. And you've had this groundswell, but from what I'm told, the Big Ten is not playing football in the fall. They're not going to walk this back. You've heard nothing with the Pac-12. But with the Big Ten, there was a groundswell of support led by Justin Fields. But from what I'm told this morning, the Big Ten is not playing football. They're talking about the spring talking about the spring, but I, I, don't th- I think that's a pipe dream. I think what that is doing is basically saying, okay, 
Let's take it off the front burner where it's really hot and boiling. We're going to put it on the back burner and let it simmer a little bit just to give you the hope that we would have football. And I don't think you're going to have football in the spring. Uh, Fritzy said Philip Rivers on Wednesday. Uh, Reggie Miller turns 55 today. He will join us on the program tomorrow. And Charles Barkley, I think, joins us on Wednesday as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Todd. You got it. So those are just the NFL items here. But when Andrew Luck, see, I thought Andrew Luck, that he finally had what he needed, what he should have had. You spend $100 million on your quarterback, and then you spend 50 cents on your offensive line. And then you go, boy, I don't know if Andrew Luck's enjoying this. And then you build this good, really good team there. And an offensive line. Got a running game. It just felt like everything was in place for Andrew Luck to maybe take that next step to show he's a great player, a Hall of Fame career. But that was the one that you went, wow. Like Brady going to Tampa Bay. You know, once you started listening to the people who kept telling us, giving us hints here, then you realize Brady just wasn't happy there. Antonio Brown, and maybe he gets back in. Remember when he went, he was on Hard Knocks with the Raiders last year, and he did that cryotherapy, and he burned, you have to wear slippers in there, and he burned his feet. Now, I've done the cryotherapy, and it is extremely cold. And they tell you, you got you can only stay in there for like two minutes. And he didn't have shoes on when he did it, and it just fried his feet. And I thought, okay, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe made a mistake there. And all of a sudden, no, there was more to it with that with Antonio Brown. And he might play this year. Second half of the season, somebody's going to try to pick him up. I don't know who's going to pick him up, but somebody's going to try to pick him up. Yeah, Paulie. I was going back and looking at some articles around Andrew Luck right before he retired. Two days, I think about two days before he retired, he tweaked his ankle in a practice. And and like they interview him after practice, he's like, oh, it's all good. I'm feeling great. All is well. The coaches were like, oh, everything's fine. You know, he's, it has nothing to do with his shoulder. It's a little ankle tweak. Full speed ahead. That was twenty, the 48 hours before he retired. Yeah, and we still keep thinking, man, is he going to stay retired? And when I talked to his dad, his dad goes, no, he's enjoying being a, a dad. I think he still lives in Indianapolis. And then you got the Earl Thomas situation. You have two of the best-run organizations in NFL history, in my opinion, the Ravens and Seattle. Both of those organizations have let Earl Thomas go. I guess Dallas could use him. Whenever there's a story that you can somehow, you, you can say, well, Dallas, no matter who it is, it's like, hey, Dallas, it's because you want clicks. Because if I say, you know, the Bengals might be interested in him, nobody clicking on that. Dallas might be interested. Hey, they need a safety. Hey, what about if he goes back to Seattle? Uh, I don't know. He flipped off Pete Carroll while he was being carted off on the field. But I think there's... I, I look at Earl Thomas the way I do Antonio Brown. Like something changed with them. Earl Thomas didn't say anything. Antonio Brown was a story you rooted for. And then all of a sudden something changed. I don't know if it was, you know, that this is traced back to CTE, any kind of head injuries. But the fact that the Ravens 
the leaders on the Ravens went to management and said, we don't want him here anymore. It seems like, you know, it's not a, a one-off. This is a pattern in behavior. And Earl Thomas was on, he was on a rocket ship to the Hall of Fame his first five years. I thought he was the most valuable defensive player on that Seattle Legion of Boom team. He kind of cleaned up everything. But somebody's going to pick him up. Somebody's going to give him a chance here. But I hope that the bigger picture, as I've said with Antonio Brown, you might be giving him a chance, but there's other things going on with Antonio Brown. And Earl Thomas made the Pro Bowl last year. <laughs> he started 15 games. He made the Pro Bowl. They're going to take a huge salary cap hit. They must really want him out of there. Yeah, McLevin. I think he still makes the Hall, though, because people forget. And fi- I mean, T.O. made the Hall of Fame. And nobody- oh, T.O.'s one of the great... Yeah. No, T.O. The but, fact that they held him out, it was really embarrassing. Because T.O., are, are wide receivers selfish? Yes. Just about every single one of them. Um, but I, I, I had to overlook some because his numbers are crazy. But Thomas and Antonio Brown will both be fine. In five. I mean, Thomas is going to make it. He's got a championship. He's a million All-Pros and Pro Bowls. I don't know if he has a million, does he? Well, he has seven Pro Bowls and three first-team All-Pro I'm looking yeah. at. I mean, that's it. You ever hear quarterbacks talk about him? He's like Ed Reed light. Yes, I, I'm right there. I, I thought that he was the best player on that defense. It's just he's going to have a strange back half of his career, and that would be... I think he becomes borderline now. You know, he went from he's a Hall of Famer to he's borderline now. Yeah, McLeod. What about Antonio Brown? I don't know. I mean, the numbers are really impressive, but everybody's numbers are really impressive. I don't... He was great, but I, I don't... I don't know if people are going to go, he was a difference maker. Or you can't you can't put in guys who played in the same era with him and then not put him in. Like, I don't, I don't know how that works. Like, people are still saying, Edelman's a Hall of Famer. No, he's not. If there's a Hall of Fame for Super Bowl performances, you can put in Julian Edelman. But that's it. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Good. In the, in the Super Bowl... Absolutely. First ballot Hall of Fame wide receiver in the Super Bowl. He had two of the greatest, biggest catches in Super Bowl history. Keeping drives alive. And he was there when you needed him. Yeah, Paul. Antonio Brown did all his work before age 30. He had 700 catches in six years. I'm sure that's going to be one of the best of all time. He, but last year, he had four catches. This year, he may have zero or you know 30 those numbers are going away fast. He'll be stuck at 841 catches. If he's a guy with 1,000 catches, which he would have breezed by if he started the past the season and last season, it, it's hard to keep him up. Yeah, but 1,000 isn't 1,000 the way it used to be. I remember when Tim Brown was trying to get into the Hall of Fame. He got in, and they go, well, he's got 1,000 catches. Back then, 1,000, we were starting to go, yeah, but 1,000 catches. Chris Carter, you know, you start to go, you know, how many catches do you have to have now to be a Hall of Famer? Like Michael Thomas, at what point does Michael Thomas become a Hall of Famer? Because if he ends up with 1,100, 1,200 catches, 
Is he a Hall of Famer? Now, we don't look at a wide receiver and go, yeah, but how many Super Bowls did he win? Michael Thomas is going to... He'll have the fastest start for a wide receiver in NFL history, as far as catches, I'm going to guess. All right, we'll take a break. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend and more of your phone calls coming up here. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope. I was wrong because then I tried right brand bacon and honestly, I was speechless. And you know, it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly, but it was mind blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job. And I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick cut, flip your whole world upside down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike 
and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You have until the end of the month. Nextgreatpodcast.com. And uh, your opportunity, you got a minute that uh, you have an opportunity. It's called an elevator pitch. Tell us what your idea is. It could be on anything. You think you have a sustainable podcast, and uh, we're going to have 10 semifinalists, and then we'll pick a winner. We're going to have people uh, across America on iHeartRadio pick the uh, best podcast, and then I'm going into business with you. You have until the end of the month, nextgreatpodcast.com. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. Let me get to uh, Ted in Tampa. Ted, good to hear you again. How are you? Hey, good morning, uh, Dan. Uh, 30 years Army Special Operations. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Best of the weekend was the uh, Echo Challenge World's Toughest Race. It was on, uh, they televised it live. Uh, ocean paddling, ocean swimming, uh, swimming through rivers that are 50 degrees, climbing and ascending from uh, waterfalls three, 400 feet tall. Uh, a couple of guys had actual heat strokes. A lot of people had hypothermia. Incredible race. They have it every year. I'd like to try to get the Danettes to commit. No, 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 no. No. Uh, worst of the week, Dan, uh, is the uh, worst offensive tackle statistically <laughs> and and de facto, uh, uh, bad for Tom Brady, has reported back into the Bucks, uh camp. He wrote a letter saying he wasn't going to play for a cut salary and he wasn't going to play for the uh, uh, COVID virus reasons. Uh, but now he's reported back because, like Ari Gold, uh, he left the team and he said, who's with me? And he looked behind him and Lloyd wasn't with him. All so, right. Uh, Thank you, Ted. <laughs> Ted's squeezing a lot in there. Ted has problems with that Tampa Bay offensive line. That world's toughest race, though, thing is awesome. I'm it, a little behind where uh, the finale is. I'm only like three episodes in, but it's it's really good. We're not going to be competing. You don't want to be like an adventure racer? No. no. Why? No. You go see the world? Why? Well, I, I can see the world without doing it where I might put my life on the line. Yeah, Paul. I would like to travel to watch Guy's Adventure Race. I would love to sit there and watch it anywhere at any location. You're like mountain biking no. in some crazy land, then you're sailing in a little raft from one island to the next. You know what I've done that's dangerous is a pub crawl. Yeah. That's that's about as dangerous as that I That is dangerous. And people almost got injured. That's that was the pub crawl with Bill Murray in New York City, the A to Z pub crawl. First of all, it's called an A to Z pub crawl. So you go to a bar that has the letter A and then the bar that begins with B and then there's C. and then, So you have to have a drink at each place. So if you do the math, you're doing your – if you get to Z, it's 26 drinks. So we go uh, and we start out. I think we got to J, H, H-I-J, somewhere in there. And there was an altercation, potential for an altercation with Bill Murray. And uh, Bill didn't mean any harm, but the guy thought that he was making fun of him, and, and Bill wasn't. He might have been. And next thing you know, we're ushering, ushering Bill out the door with his brother, and uh, that ended up the pub crawl, the A to Z. During that pub crawl, we were in the village on 6th Avenue, and there was a street cleaner that was, the engine was going. And the guy was in a convenience store. And Bill and I walked up and we, and Bill goes, 
you ever been in one of these things? And I go, no. So we jumped up on a street cleaner in New York City, and Bill was ready to pilot the street cleaner. And this guy comes running out like, hey, what are you doing? You know, and Bill's like, hey. And he pops his hand. Guy goes, Bill Murray. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, oh, okay. Like, basically, you could take it for a little bit of a spin. And then we got out of this machine, and I'm thinking, could you get pulled over for drinking and driving of a street cleaner in New York City? I mean, that imagine that police officer going, I'm going to have to rescue, uh, arrest you, Mr. Murray. Yeah, Paul. That would be a show. Bill Murray going around the country and committing small crimes and getting <laughs> out of them because he's Bill Murray. No one's going to arrest him. Nobody wants to say anything bad to him. All right, let's go around the room. Best and worst of the weekend. Todd, I'll start with you. My best of the weekend on Saturday, the Padres hit their fifth Grand Slam home run in six games. San Diego became the first team in MLB history to hit Grand Slams in four straight games during a sweep of the Rangers in a home-and-home series. I love my Padres, man. They are for real. And I love that Fernando Tatis, you know, that people have an opinion on him because so many players are irrelevant in baseball. He's good, and he wants you to know it. And I love that he has fun with the game. The problem, biggest problem with baseball is nobody has fun because everybody is worried about hurting everybody else's feelings. What else do you have to My worst of the weekend, what the ref, I like to call this one. Heat Pacers game three, sadly. Miami went to the free throw line 52 times, including 20 trips just for <laughs> Butler. Pacers only went 28 times. Six the most free throws attempted by one team in a playoff game that ended in regulation since the year 2000. McLovin. Okay, uh, my best is going to be Seth Curry, who's shooting 111% from the field. Uh, That's not true. He's shooting 65% from the field. Unbelievable. My worst is Paul George, first player to shoot under 25% in three straight playoff games since Bob Cousy in 1960. Unprecedented bad. Bob Cousy, he wasn't a good shooter to begin with. His his career field goal percentage, is it 40%? Bob Cousy couldn't shoot? No, he couldn't shoot. What was he good at? Dribbling around? Like oh, he could dribble. Seaton will. <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite impersonations that we do when Seaton does the Bob Cousy. Unstoppable. He, yes. <laughs> and then you have that old archival footage, and it's unbelievable. The 76ers have no answer for Bob Cousy. He's a magician, and he's dribbling right hand the whole time. And I'm going, how about somebody make him go to his left here? Yeah, Seaton, best and worst thing we <laughs> Uh, my best of the weekend, the Cleveland Indians had the uh, pitcher make his major league debut this weekend, Tristan McKenzie. Yeah. Went six innings, pitched two hits, a uh, run, a walk, and 10 Ks. What's well, the best part of it, though, he's 21 years old, but he doesn't look a day over 15. He looks just like a baby out there, and he's just bringing heat. Uh, really impressive debut. Uh, my, my honorable mention best, though, is Donovan Mitchell, who's just not really getting a lot of attention necessarily. I think Lucas sort of stealing the spotlight, yeah. but yeah. he's having a hell of a playoff run. Um, and my worst of the weekend is the false positives in the yeah. NFL. Dang, like, that's feels like an omen of things to come, or at least just one of the many possibilities of things that could go wrong here this fall. Yeah, we'll talk about that next hour when Al Michaels joins us. Uh, Paulie, best and worst. Uh, best, Jamal Murray versus Donovan Mitchell, the Nuggets Jazz he game. He picked the wrong day to score 50 yep. <laughs> after Luka's game-winner 43-pointer. And so I, my wife goes, what are you watching? I go, I'm watching the Nuggets Jazz. She goes, you're making those team names up. <laughs> Those aren't real team names. I'm like, they are. She goes, all right, prove it. So I had to show her those are real team names. All right, uh, coming up next hour, Al Michaels will join us. More of your phone calls as well. Reggie Miller will join us on the program tomorrow. Philip Rivers, Charles Barkley, I believe, on Wednesday. I heard from Will Farrell last night. Will said, I, I hear you got a, a new job. I said, I don't have a new job. It's just a new home in Pecan. So 
He might join us this week as well. Two hours in the books, one more to go on this Monday. Dan and the Dan and Stan Patrick Show. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.